All right, everybody. Welcome back to the BDSM show. I am Billy. I'm Devo. And we wanted to start off this uh, this week's episode. Last week, we kind of talked about uh, going on mud runs and stuff. Devin, I know you had a chance to participate in a mud run on Saturday. Uh, what was that like? I did. Um, I'd like to consider it a success. And the main reason being that is the medal that I haven't taken off since Saturday. Uh, I wear it around. My wife gets mad at me. But I just tucked it into my shirt like red on Friday so that she doesn't try to take it from me. Um, it was it was hard. Um, I think the hardest part was the running. I think like uh, running up and down all of the hills, that was probably the hardest part. The, the obstacles were more fun uh, than they were hard, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not scared to get dirty, which I would hope if you sign up for a mud run, you're not going to be a baby about, you know, getting your shoes wet. Because seriously, about 20 feet in, they get your feet wet. So you're going to do nice. the other you know the rest of the three miles with wet shoes so that sounds um, fantastic i made the mistake of wearing a cotton shirt um i knew that the shirts would be garbage basically when you were done um being that i'm not the most fit man in the world i decided to spare everyone my uh three miles of jiggling and wear a shirt <laughs> um but it was a cotton shirt and once it gets soaked with sand and water uh it tends to chafe a little bit Awesome. Um, so my nipples were sore for about two or three days. Uh, so that was that was pretty awesome. Um, Jason Yeckley, uh, J uh, Yeck Seven, if you're into the Twitter machine, is the guy that um, uh, scammed me, it bamboozled me into going with him. Um, but I had a good time. I really, did. I would do it again. In fact, I think I'm going to try and do one in July. Um, we did it in 90 minutes, which is yeah. about twice the speed that I, you know, half of the speed that I would do one on cement so i'll kind of i'll give myself a w for that uh comes with a cool t-shirt you get to see lots of chicks in yoga pants and yoga shorts and sports bras so i mean it's really uh, i mean there's a couple of big girls there's a couple of big guys but it's mostly fit people and uh i'd do it again i'm gonna be honest i would i'm just sore for days muscles hurt that i didn't know i had hurt um but I i would definitely do it again very cool very cool all right well being that this is uh, Billy and Devo talk sports manliness, we do have an obligation to at least mention sports, uh, even, even if, if it it's was just a slow week. for a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, it's been a slow week outside of uh, the conference finals starting for both NHL and the NBA. Um, but the NBA item of note that we'd like to discuss tonight is the Charlotte Bobcats uh, regaining the team nickname of the Hornets after the New Orleans Hornets went to the New Orleans Pelicans. Talk about a fierce mascot. <laughs> fierce. Uh, to me, going back to Charlotte Hornets, I, it's just, it's polishing a turd. Uh, they <laughs> well, sucked for years. They got a pretty good squad, moved it to New Orleans, and got the Bobcats. They sucked at the Bobcats. They made the playoffs this year, but I mean, in the Eastern Conference, it's almost like a participation trophy. <laughs> right. Who doesn't um, make it? That's probably so easier. I think they, even as the Hornets, they're still going to suck, but I know there are fans in the Charlotte area, um, few and far between maybe, but there are fans that were excited still, to get the nickname back. Still hanging on to that Larry Johnson jersey, back of the closet. They can break it back out now. Yeah. Uh, it so, worked out uh, really well for the Browns. 
Um, so I think coming back probably, and getting your name back, yeah, yeah getting their name back, yeah, it worked really well for them. So I uh, I would imagine it'll probably work out really well for uh, Charlotte as well. Yeah, listen, they're primed for a championship run now. <laughs> Any minute, yeah, at least with so, that first round picks, uh, <laughs> they'll be they'll be in good shape. Of course. So uh, moving on, uh, just want to talk briefly about hockey. Uh, I know my cousin John wanted us to talk about hockey last week, and it kind of slipped our minds a little bit. Uh, but to just briefly discuss uh, some hypocrisy, if you will, uh, in case you missed it, go on YouTube and search Kreider, K-R-E-I-D-E-R, and Price. And what happened was, uh, I think it's Chris, Chris Kreider for the Rangers was on a breakaway. That was a fast got, one, right? Yeah, he's, okay. he's got some pretty good speed, and he got tripped up from behind uh, as he was closing in on net. And in the process, slid into the Montreal Canadiens goalie. Um, at the time, nobody saw anything wrong with it. After the game, it comes out that Carey Price is going to miss the rest of the playoffs. And with it, there goes Canadiens' hopes out the window. So instantly, the guy who tripped up Kreider and sent him packing, flying into uh, Carey Price, suddenly thinks, well, it was, quote, accidentally on purpose. Uh, the coach, uh, being a crybaby, said that he didn't think he did it on purpose, but he didn't make any effort to get out of the way. Uh, if you get tripped up a foot into, in front of the goalie, there's not really much of an effort you can make when you are sliding on your butt. Uh, mind you, these are the same Montreal coaches and players and whiny French-Canadian fans who had no problem with... Emelin, I think, is the player, kneeing Stamkos in the back of the head as he's defenseless coming across the middle of the ice. Then it was just an accident. Now, Kreider did it on purpose when the shoe's on the other foot. The way I look at it is uh, shut up, stop being French-Canadian crybabies, look at the tape, it wasn't on purpose, uh, just go ahead and start drinking Get your sorrows out of the way now because your season's over. Deal with it. It's unfortunate, but there's no way it's on purpose. And for you to take one stance with Stamkos and say that was a total accident and then take the opposite stance here, you look stupid. So just shut up, would you? You, you know who accuses people of cheating? Cheaters. Cheaters. That's it. He Every was dealt it, dealt it, player. <laughs> There was also uh, this week a giant high school football stadium in the Dallas, Texas area. Uh, actually, Allen, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, has had to close their stadium. Yes. Uh, Billy, you know a little bit about that stadium. Why don't you explain why this is a big deal and why we're talking even about a high school stadium in Allen, Texas? Well, the silly thing here is uh, it's a high school stadium uh, for football. So far as I can tell, it's all cement, which is why it was kind of as expensive as it was. How much um, was it? They spent sixty million. Six zero million. Sixty million. High school. This is a public high school for a, a high school stadium that okay. seats eighteen thousand people. Okay. I get that's a lot for high school football. I really, I get that. I do. Uh, UCF. Our bounce housey neighbors to the east <laughs> built a stadium that seats forty thousand, 
or it might be 45 now with a chance to expand for 55 million. So they've already overpaid for a 18,000 seat high school football stadium. And then in two years, they have to shut it down because it's cracking. The foundation's cracking. Uh, it came out in March that the there was extensive cracking, I think, in the concession area. And they spent two months looking at it and went, well, we got to shut it down. we got to rebuild. And they just you know, opened gotta, this thing two years ago. Yeah, we got to repair the whole thing. They took out a $110 million bond program to pay for this $60 million stadium. So they've royally screwed up. I don't understand. It's a high school high school stadium. Why are you spending that much? I understand it's football and Texas takes football seriously, but you can put up an aluminum stadium for high school football, <laughs> again, high school football, and it wouldn't cost even half that. Do you really need to seat 18,000 people? It's not like they're like up in, you know, Panhandle, Oklahoma. There's suburb of Dallas. There's Baylor football. There's the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, there's a lot of other football to go see. You don't have to go see this one high school play football. Yeah, I don't get it. But uh, anyway, uh, hopefully, speaking of new stadiums, Minnesota Stadium, when it opens, holds up a little better. Uh, being that I think the 2016 season is 18. when they're supposed to start playing. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. In uh, 2018, they've been awarded the Super Bowl. Correct. So hopefully this nice new stadium, uh, outdoor I believe is what it's going to be. Uh, it may be retractable, I don't know. It has They want to get back to the, the outdoor frozen tundra type football, which I get, man. As man, you, you have to be into that kind of football. Freezing cold, every hit hurts that much more. Pass. Um, but hopefully that one's not closed within two years for Super damaged Bowl structure. Is for the fans. Uh, I think it should be in San Diego, Tampa, Miami, and Louisiana every year. <laughs> well, and see, I saw New Orleans was one of the finalists for uh -huh. the Super Bowl. As far as I'm concerned, I've ruled them out for the rest of history because <laughs> the last time they hosted it, all the power, power went, went out. out. <laughs> right after yep, halftime. How do you yep. do that, man? Yep. You have the biggest game in the NFL. The biggest game of the year. The most watched event. Everybody's anything, watching. Any, any single event for the entire year, aside from maybe, you know, the President's State of the Union speech. I don't even know if that many people watch no, that. No, I think the Super Bowl is the most every year. You can't have the power go out. T what that are you was doing? silly. I think they're trying to stretch more advertising dollars out of it. You know, they're like, Ooh, I don't know. let's kill the power and run a couple more But as far ads. as I'm concerned, New Orleans is off the list for the rest of time. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care. It may be a great football city, party cities, you know, host city. I don't care. I just feel like as a fan, if I'm going to spend money to go watch the Super Bowl, I'm not going to Minnesota. I'm not going to, I mean, why not Green Bay? I mean, why didn't Green Bay get there? Chicago. Because I mean, Green silly. Bay's got an old shitty stadium. <laughs> I'll go ahead I, and say it. <laughs> I, it is old and it is shitty, um, but I'm not going to pay that kind of money. Now, if I'm going to spend money and go on a vacation, it's going to be San Diego, Tampa, or Miami. Those are going to be like the ones that I'm like, you know what? Or you know, even Dallas because I want to. I just want to see that stadium before I die. 
Fair enough. So. Fair enough. But see, I'm a cold weather guy, so I, I honestly, if I could afford it, and the Cowboys were playing at this new Minnesota stadium for the Super Bowl, I'd be there. I'll uh, text you. I'll be watching it on television. <laughs> um, I wanted to get into um, a fun topic that we like to talk about. Um, what do you think, or, you know, we, we have this discussion is, what's the best sports movie ever made? Um, and I, th- I th- always think this is interesting to hear people's takes, because a lot of people go, you know, uh, uh, like with one of the major sports, like baseball or football movie. Uh, some people will go like, uh, um, you know, old school, like 80s movies. So I always I always feel like it's fun to talk about. Um, Billy, what is yes. your all-time go-to sports movie? Uh, it's It's tough for me to single it down to one. But if we're talking movies that, you know, regardless of what I'm doing, if it's on TV, I'll stop and watch it. You know, if I'm in the right mood for a movie watching, you know, I'll pull that off the shelf first thing. Uh, there's two or three that I would go to. Uh, one being Rocky Four. I feel like that's you by far the best of that entire series. Um, you know, you got Rocky the Underdog, Apollo Creed's killed, and... I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you got Apollo Creed being killed in the beginning, and then you got the whole USA versus Russia and the Cold War Cold deal. Cold War, yep. And, you know, Rocky just, you know, takes it to this machine that's supposed to be unbeatable but can't knock him down, you know, can't beat him. So I think that it has to be top two. Uh, the other one for me... And it's actually, it's not a serious movie, but it's a comedy. Uh, Major League, I think, if you're talking sports comedies, that's there's Major League and there's nothing else. There's nothing <laughs> yep. else even in its league. Uh, the only thing close, I think, is Major League 2. Yeah, I think know, that, after Major League 1, me, I think they were riding coattails. I don't know. I think Major League 2, it had a lot of redeeming qualities. Uh, the uh, Asian player that they brought in was hilarious. And him and oh yeah, you him and no Pedro models. Serrano's interactions, yeah. and the catcher who has to you know memorize the Playboy catalog and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's comedy. All right, that kid was pretty funny. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. You know what's funny is uh, Billy and I we did not talk about these movies or these picks uh, before this. We did that on, t- on purpose so that we could get an honest reaction out of each other. And uh, the movie I have written down on my on my notes here. Rocky Four, nice. I mean, I have all the Rockies stuck on my desk, uh, you know, in my in my uh, DVD book. But Rocky Four is probably like if I'm gonna like just sit down and watch a Rocky, it's Rocky Four. Absolutely, like you said, because it's the Cold War, it's the underdog. Apollo Creed dies. I mean, all these he gets the brain damage. I mean, the whole thing happens. I feel like the whole series kind of peaks at Rocky Four. So. Definitely. Um, Rocky it seems Four. like Rocky Five was trying to uh, just milk what they could get out I of agree. it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I liked Rocky Five because that's the quote that I did last week, which I won't uh, burden your ears with again this week. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, Rocky Four for me was uh, probably the best sports movie that that I can pull up. I I liked the replacements, but you know, it's that's you know, I feel like that one was kind of whipped together. Yeah. Um, it's you know, got its moments, but yeah. I just think it's it's one of those movies that it was funny at the time. Karate Kid, with, The know, Longest Yard. With the rewatchability. I mean, those were kind of fun. 
Um, I like sports movies where they have actual sports people in them. Um, you yes. could even go as far to say that Pixar cartoon Cars, the first one, was a good sports Absolutely. movie. You know, good. You know, the guy found himself and did the right thing, even though he didn't win the pissing cup at the end there. Uh, I only say that because I watch that movie three times a day because I have a two-year-old son. Of course. Um, but, I, you know, it's a sports movie. Um, the other one that Billy and I decided, and again, we didn't talk about these yet, uh, is what's the most manly movie you can name? What's the most manly movie to you? Oh, Lord. Okay. If, um, if, we're, if we're talking just purely man stuff. Man stuff. Uh, old 80s cliche action. Could be. Uh, blowing stuff up. Blowing stuff up with things that it doesn't make sense. I, for me, my money just on pure man is Expendables. I like and it. Hear me out on this. No, that was on my short list. It's not a great movie. You know, overall, there's really it's kind of a loose plot. It's like a porn, but but instead of boobs, it's, it's got explosions. All the, yeah, it's got all the uh, the action stuff that you know all the action guys we grew up with. Uh, Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, you know Jet Li. Yeah, it's got Jason Statham. Statham, yep. Uh, Terry Crews. Yep. Um, Randy Couture. I mean, at one point, and this is the overall ridiculousness of '80s action movies. Terry Crews blows up a cement tower with a shotgun. I mean, he has special rounds in it, but I mean, blows it up. Maybe, hey, come on. Maybe they so, were storing fireworks in there. You don't know. It, it could be. But for me, just the pure man aspects of it, mm-hmm. the only thing that's really missing is, you know, fast cars and stuff. But they have a plane and there's motorcycles a, and stuff like no that. There's no nudity in that yeah. one. Um, the other one for me, and it's actually not a single movie but kind of a group of movies, would be the, uh, the Die Hard movies. I think if you're a man and you haven't watched... The Die Hard movies, and you're not, as far as I'm concerned, you're not really a man. Not really a man, I agree. You're French-Canadian at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know, what what were your top movies? Uh, my top movie, I wrote one down. Um, it was the original Predator. Okay, um, I can I, respect that. I go, I go with that one because here is Dutch, or, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger, in the yep. jungle. It starts out with Jesse the Body. Uh, it's got... I don't remember the kid's name who plays uh, Apollo Creed. I mean, like, it's got a good cast. Those guys get killed off. Um, but in the end, he's not, he's smaller, and he's out-teched, and he's out-strengthed, and he's basically outmatched. But he still finds a way to beat the Predator. Yep. And so, for me, it's using, you know, building, you know, pig traps and, you know, baiting this, you know, alien into, fight, you know, fighting him. Yeah, uh, and winning. So I, I thought yeah. that that was for me like probably the most manly because here he is like surviving in the jungle and hunting this advanced alien and uh, being hunted at the same time. So yeah. the, for me that was I can respect it that. was predators or and predator. I don't know if you've noticed, um, but most of Arnold's quotables, if you will, come from Predator. And Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you watch Kindergarten Cop, you'll hear almost his entire catalog of of one-liners. Yeah. And the ones that aren't in that Maybe are definitely Terminator Two. So, uh, we definitely have that. Um, 
Yeah, uh, so then the other thing we've got is uh, we put a list, and we actually made our wives also put a list together of uh, top five celebrities. Now, this is basically a list you carry around in your wallet, and if you run into one of the celebrities that happen to be on your list, you are okay to bang them without it being considered cheating. Of course. So um, I figure I'll start with um, I'll start with Jen's list, my wife, uh, and I'm going to go kind of in reverse order uh, from number five to number one, uh, okay. and then you kind of give me your opinion. Uh, so number f- coming in at number five on the list is Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed okay. Norton, yep. Uh, number four, she's got uh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, ugh. I think uh, she's, she likes the funny guys, obviously, because she likes. I me. get, I get like funny guys. I just, I don't like Fallon. It's just a personal thing. Well, you don't have to bang him. Yeah, he didn't call me the next morning. <laughs> he didn't get on so. your. He, he didn't make your list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach Efron. Okay, going uh, for the young cast. Yeah, young one. Yep, yep. Going I mean, for the cougar he's, aspect. He's a dreamy kid. I mean, I'll give him yeah. credit for that. Uh, Steven Dorf. Steven Dorf, okay. Remember him? Kind he of was a, kind of the pro, uh, the antagonist in Blade. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of like uh, off mainstream. I like yep, that. Yep. Uh, and the number one uh, on the bang list for my wife is John Mayer. John Mayer. Yep. See, I a I know women bastard. find him dreamy, but I know some some women are turned off by his just kind of douchebaggery. <laughs> you know, and he's willing to just throw people under the bus. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I um, I think that's a respectable list. I wouldn't be really mad if, any, if she slept with any one of those guys because because you know they're funny, uh, they're dreamy. Um, I would only be worried about Stephen Dorff because he kind of strikes me as the type that might be trying to steal um, bringing something with him, if you will. Uh, I'd fight him. I mean, he has like a a special package, um, like that might require penicillin. Yes. Okay, you got you. <laughs> <laughs> it. Ri- it rhymes with schmashmerial schmashmies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I got you. Okay, good. Um, do you want to run through Heather's list? Yeah, we'll run down this list real quick. And um, the number one, I wasn't shocked with, but I'll do like you. I'll do. Uh, I'll go from five forward. Um, Number five, she had Jared Leto. Okay. Leto, Leto, Leto. Leto. I think it's Leto. Good looking kid. I don't know, but he, yeah, he's a pretty decent looking kid. Um, Fight Club, Thirty Seconds of Mars. That also means she would do uh, uh, Henrik Zetterberg for the Detroit Red Wings because they're almost uh, twins. <laughs> I guess she denies it, but if you look at them side by side, you can see it. Okay. Um, if you look at them both with beards. Uh, number four, she had Keith Urban. Um, she almost left him off the list because she thinks he's kind of short for her, which I get. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are kind of short for her because she's 5'11". Uh, but anyway, number three, she had Vinny LeCavalier, right. which I get. He's a, he's a dreamy guy, and we've actually had a chance to meet him in person. He's He seems like a nice guy, so I kind of get that one. Uh, number two, I definitely get uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you're not familiar with the name, that would be Thor. Thor, yeah. Also, um, James Kirk's dad <laughs> in right, Star the Trek. First Star Trek, the first uh, JJ. If you Abrams. didn't realize that, go back watch the first Star Trek, and there's definitely cleaned up Thor. Yeah, he's who about takes over as Captain Slider. Yeah, and then uh, number one on her list, and I've known this for really since the day I met her, uh, is Johnny Depp. I know really? she's got some yeah, she's got some unhealthy obsession. Uh, he's 
she thinks he's a phenomenal actor, which I he's a, he's a really good actor. I get that, but it seems like I, he plays the same guy in every he's, role. He's a little strange for me, but you know yeah, that's what she's into. So like one of those ones who doesn't him. wash or something. Could be kind of like the Stephen Dorff deal, but right. uh, more mainstream. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe if you can get Tim Burton to leave him alone, you could get a moment, you know, uh, with him, you know, by himself. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'm going to run through my list of uh, okay. of females, and I'm going to judge you for it. You should all the way through. Yep. Now, again, we haven't we haven't discussed these at all, so there's a chance that some of the people on my list could be on Billy's list. Okay. Um, although my, I'm going to preface this. My wife said that these are uh, kind of trashy. And, uh, you know, I said, well, this is, this is the bang list and not the, you know, introduce and, you know, babysit my kid list. Yeah. Um, the number five on it, I have Olivia Wilde. Okay. Uh, I can get with that. Yep. Yeah, um, she was, she was too hot in, uh, I think it was called The Change Up. Is that the one with, uh, Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, Rihanna. Uh, mm, I just I'm I you not know with Rihanna, that's, that's my cultural pick. Um, yeah, we know I'm not big on Rihanna, so. <laughs> uh, Mila Kunis. Okay. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, but she has to talk like Meg the whole time. Of course. Um, <laughs> and wear the stupid red hat. Right. Yep. She has to do that. <laughs> uh, Megan Fox, and uh, I take Megan Fox from the first Transformers, the Michael Bay movie. Yeah, um, not really. Oh, oh, that other one that's I think it was This Is Forty. That movie. Yes. Oh, she was smoking hot. In this Is Forty. Grief. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and number one, this is a nostalgia pick, um, and I know I'll probably get some grief for this, but for me, she's she stood the test of time for me, and it's Britney Spears. Okay. Okay. So I used to have a Are calendar. We, you we're know, talking I, about like uh, back when she started Britney Spears, or now I mean, cleaned even, up. Even today, Spears. she called me and said, "Hey, come yeah. over." I'd be like, "All right, I'm on the way." But we're not talking about bald headed. No, not crazy. O- ODing yeah. on drugs. Britney. Yep. Okay. All uh, right. So that was my list, and so it's not bad. I would probably leave Rihanna off, but <laughs> okay, I just don't okay. have a taste for her. I guess. I got you. Um, so we'll start off with number five, and again, we have not discussed these lists. We kept them secret from each other, so any any repeats are just pure circumstance. That means they're uh, just really coincidence. Hot. Yeah. Uh, number five, I have Mila Kunis. Okay, fantastic. And I don't, I can't really describe it. I just, there's something about her. She's I exotic, guess. right? And especially after she moved on from that '70s show. I agree. Um, Mila Kunis on uh, what was the movie? Black Swan. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's what it was. She was really hot in that movie. Yeah. Uh, also, Black Swan. Um, so you saw a different side of her than, you know, Jackie on that 70s show. Yeah. Uh, number four, and this one's not so much nostalgia, but it's, she's been a long-time favorite of mine. Um, being, being uh, as Heather, I've told Heather in the past, I've had a thing for Spanish girls. Uh, Selma Hayek. I think she's, she's really, she's aged well. She's <laughs> to the test of time. Yep. Uh, one who I left off my list, who was on it for a very long time, was Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. But uh, she is like cuckoo, and I found out recently with those stupid commercials that she smokes, and that's, you know, not really my thing, kind of a turn off. Yeah, she would have been on my list back in, uh, you know, when MTV was still popular. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you know that's when out. 
That's when she popped up on my list. <laughs> okay, good. And she stayed there for a very long time. Uh, number three, uh, I have Zoe Deschanel. Okay. Who I think she's she just got this kind of cuteness about her, uh, kind of a quirkiness, you know, off mainstream type of feel about her. Uh, number two, I have Jessica Biel. She almost made my list. She uh, she's got very long legs. She's attractive. Uh, she's got curves in the right places. It's very attractive. Yep, she's and she's not a complete butterface, so I can get with that. She's put together well. <clears throat> and then my number one might catch some people off guard uh, is uh, Allison Brie. Uh, if you've watched Community, she plays Annie, I believe, and okay. she's also on Mad Men, which I have not watched myself, but I've heard she's got a you know a, a long-running character on Mad Men. I don't know what it is. She's just she's got a cuteness, but a hotness. Uh, in community, she's actually funny. She's got a seriousness. I don't know. She just seems to me like she's got the all-around package. And uh, I've also got a thing for dark-haired women, so you know she pulls that in too. And uh, you know she's she's easy to look at. I'll put it that way. Oh yeah. So that's my is. list. Yep. That's good stuff. Oh, sorry, I just looked her up. That is, it's fantastic. Yes. She's uh she's at least a little attractive. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, okay, well, I think we're pretty much out of time for this week. And I uh, just wanted to to kind of get, leave you guys with some words of wisdom from our man Jonathan Smith. Um, turn down for what? Turn down for what? So we'll catch you guys next week. See you guys.